Hey gentlemen, Matt Noel here. Just wanted to let you know that the audio on this podcast is not the standard I was hoping for. I did my best to edit it to make it presentable for you, the listener, because I strive to do everything with excellence. And I'm still learning and editing and figuring out what's involved in the audio process when I do Zoom video interviews with my guests. So thank you for your patience and your understanding. I know that you will be blessed and encouraged greatly by this podcast interview with my guest. Thank you so much for listening. The biggest thing is I was there once. I was lost and trying to figure out my purpose, my mission, and how I was supposed to live as a man. And until you go into the Bible and really see that or someone draws that out and, and shares that with you you're you don't know and to to just be able to share and teach other men that you know there is a way to live and it, it's a good way it's against the the world but you know it is a better way to live Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line. Attack the objective. How you doing this morning? I'm wonderful. How are you? <laughs> Great, man. It's nice to meet you online. Yes, it is. I mean, I feel like I know you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Me here. I. Uh, it's it's really stinking cold this morning. I'm not sure how cold it is where you are. You're in Iowa. Yeah. Uh... I don't know what how cold it is this morning, but I know yesterday morning it was about negative nine out. Well, right now, now you're talking uh, Fahrenheit, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, right now it's minus 22 Celsius here, which I think is about minus eight Fahrenheit there. So, it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm cold, man. I'm, I'm even shaking right now because I'm in my basement. I have a little studio in the basement. And yeah. the heat's uh, working hard right now to keep me warm. <laughs> That's, I'm same way. I'm in the basement. I, we have a... Uh, a wood-burning stove and I got that going but it's way over there so it doesn't really do much for me man you can't beat wood-burning stove man that's the best yes I love them I remember one time I, I uh, with my job sometimes I have to go on site to customers homes and yep. um, it wasn't it was kind of early fall and I was working in their kitchen doing some work on the cabinetry <clears throat> and they had a, a roaring fire going just about 15 feet away from me 
and part of me is like okay this isn't necessary because it was it wasn't that cold outside yeah <laughs> but man i was sweating like buckets and, and the smell of course is amazing so you can't you can't be a good old you know farm boy fire right <laughs> that's that's right exactly well we are uh, we are recording now so gentlemen um for you listeners out there <clears throat> uh today i have a, a great guest with me uh, like he said i i feel like i i know him uh, we met uh, Nylon Lansing is my guest, and we met on Instagram about a month or so ago. Me too. Don't worry. Yeah, if you're out there and you're listening, follow me, and you'll see uh, you'll see me fumble around the Instagram world. But um, Nylon, I'm pronouncing that right, eh? Nylon. Yep. Yeah. So Nylon Nylon Lansing is the founder of SurrenderedStrength.com. <laughs> um, I mentioned that he's from the state of Iowa. Uh, Nylon is a married man. And he's a dad. How many kids do you have, Nylon? I have three kids. Three kids. What are their ages? I got a nine, almost 10-year-old daughter, and then a, a boy that just turned four and another boy that's about to turn three. Okay. Yeah. That's oh. awesome. I, uh, I, I Just from just from seeing you online there, I, I know that you're quite a family man, and that's awesome, man. You, you're, you're quite committed to your, 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 your wife and your kids, which is great. Yes. Try to be. Yeah, <laughs> I, there's there's always room for improvement, though. Yeah, that's right. Well, we were actually we were thinking about um, recording our, our podcast uh, before Christmas time. Yeah, but I know that a family hunting trip got in the way, right? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a family hunting trip, but it's it's it, during the hunting season. It's a it's always a weekend hunting trip for me, at least until I till I fill my tags. Yeah. which didn't happen this year <laughs> now uh yeah hunt, hunting is something that i don't i'm not very familiar with at all uh the closest thing that i've come to uh, being a hunter is like when my wife sends me to like the grocery store to find a pre-cooked chicken <laughs> yeah that, that's you know that's me tracking down my animal but uh yeah it's pretty awesome that you're into hunting i know that when i was a boy uh, probably about 12 years old uh, my parents for whatever reason we lived in the country at that time uh, my parents bought my brother and i a, a pellet gun and they're like, it's only for shooting pop cans. And and next right. thing you know, me and my cousin were out back at his house. He had a big uh, pond and we're, we're rifling off uh, 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 little toads and frogs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we would challenge ourselves when we see like a, a dragonfly land on a rock. We're like, can you get yeah. that? And so that's that's the extent of hunting that this guy has. <laughs> and that's that's a pretty good start though. Yeah, I guess so. You gotta start somewhere. I've never shot yeah. a deer. I know recently you, I, I think you said about a year ago you shot a deer with a bow for the first time. Yes, uh, that was my. I've been bow hunting for it's probably seven, eight years now, and last year was the first time I ever, ever actually killed one. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, I bet, man. Like that's I. I don't know what's involved in that. Is that you just kind of waiting up in one of those, those perches or those huts in a tree until a deer comes out, or? Do you have like um, a, a whistle where you blow the whistle and they come? There, I do have a deer call. Not that it works a lot, but um, and I, I personally am not a big fan of deer stands anymore. Yeah, I just prefer to be on the ground. And, and the one one of the challenges that I like with hunting is just seeing how close I can actually, you know, have the deer come to me or me get to it. Yeah. So yeah. that's if I can be able to move around and. And I just haven't had the weather to, to do a lot of stalking, but I would love to, to stalk a deer, you know, just creep up on it and get it. But 
yeah. haven't had the, the right weather for that yet. Well, we actually moved um, in, in the house we're living in now. We just moved here about nine months ago. So it was in April. And yeah. I think, I don't know if deer are quite active in April, May, quite in the springtime area, but there's a forest right behind our house. And so when you go on the deck and you look out, there's this huge forest um, and there's a fence line there. But then beyond the fence is a massive forest. And we saw deer like quite, quite often every spring morning for about a few weeks span within spring. Uh, yeah. Deer were coming right out into our backyard. One actually came right into our backyard. It was, and we were excited. And I said to myself, if I was a hunter, man, we'd be stocked for life. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I know you can't just shoot as many as you want. There's, there's rules that, that apply, but maybe right. one day, maybe one day, who knows, who knows what the future holds. Maybe one day I'll be out there shooting a bow with you in Iowa, hunting that hey, deer. You are welcome to come and, and we'll, we'll teach you up. I'm a greener man. You'd ha I'd be like square, square one, level one. Okay, teach me how to hunt here. So um, that's, that's all right. Now, I was listening to one of your uh, podcasts. I want to talk um, later on about uh, where the listeners can can find more about you. Um, right. I know you're on YouTube and you have a podcast ministry, and of course your your website, surrenderstrength.com. Uh, I was listening to one of your podcasts, and it says that you're currently working at a prison. Is that yes. correct? So yes. what, what are you doing at that prison? What are you a guard or what are you doing there? So in, in about two days marks my two year anniversary being there. And the first 14 months I was a correctional officer. And then after that I was promoted or got hired as an activity specialist. So that's what I've been doing the past, whatever, eight months or whatever the, the math is for that. Yeah, yeah. So is this like a like a men's prison, or I, I don't know, are, are prisons unis prisons uh, unisex anymore, or how how does that work? Um, I don't think any, there's any that are, are unisex. It's a uh, it's yeah. a men's prison. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's actually the oldest one in the state of Iowa. It's almost one of the oldest ones in the United States. It was built in eighteen something. It's the Anamosa State Penitentiary. Okay, you must, uh, you must, man, you got to be a courageous man. I know you're all about courage, man, and strength, but you get, I'm sure you experience a lot in, in that kind of environment, you know, for work. I mean, I've seen things that I I will never unsee and never in my life would I have thought I would have seen. That's so crazy. Because I mean, last week, I don't know if you heard the, the podcast last week, but I had a police officer on from last week and, and just to hear experiences that he, that he, you know, sees on the job um i've i've met already you know in the early stages of doing interviews on this podcast some pretty pretty great men with pretty great jobs and who experience these these crazy things like i, I couldn't imagine being a, a prison guard or working in that environment so i'm excited just to to get to know you and you just seem to be you, you seem to be a man of of many hats you you do you do a lot of different things man uh yes. but but the one thing that uh that blesses me the most uh, as a Christian man and you being a Christian man is, is that you are serious for God. Um, I, I can tell by your ministry, by what you stand for. Uh, you love Jesus. You're not ashamed of that. And you want to honor God in everything you do. And that's the one thing, you know, as men, we can achieve a lot of different things in this world. A lot of success, a lot of fame, a lot of uh, different abilities and strengths and achievements. But the one thing that is the greatest of all of that, and I know you'll agree, is just following Jesus Christ, serving God, honoring God in everything we do, whether we're working at a prison, 
doing custom cabinetry in a house like me, uh, whatever you do, our, our desire and the greatest, the greatest thing we could ever do is to honor God. Like we wake up every morning and like, Lord, I want to honor you today. And I know you'll agree with that, man. So you're, that's, that's what I'm excited about to get to know you, uh, you know, as a brother in Christ and as a, a, another man of God. So I want to let you just uh, kind of have the microphone now. Um, I like to always hear with my guests, um, your kind of your story as a boy, how you were raised and, and just lead into your testimony of how you met Christ. Uh, it's, it's a long story, but uh, I'll try and try and keep it minimal. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I born and raised here in Iowa. I grew up on a dairy farm. Uh, so there's always lots of lots of fun work to be done there. Um, and you know, we, I grew up Catholic, so church was an important thing. And, you know, it, I would say that that laid a good foundation for me. Um, you know, growing up and, and, you know, just teaching me that, you know, about God and about Jesus and, you know, went, did the Catholic thing, went to college. When I went to college, I admittedly, you know, stopped going to church and started doing things that, you know, when I was in high school in, in more of a structured environment with, you know, not having a lot of time to do much because of farming and sports, you know, I was, I was, you know, focused on things that were important to me. So then when I went to college, I kind of lost focus, I would say, and, uh, you know, stopped going to church in for about two or three years. And then when I finally decided to go back to church, I went to a Catholic church cause that's what I knew, yeah. but I just, there was something missing, you know, with the, with the Catholic religion or whatever you want to call it. Um, there's something missing, at least for me. So I, I began searching and, um, there for a while, I you know, stopped going to church, but I was reading and you know, just trying to figure out what was, you know, what was my purpose and what was I here for and, and what did it mean to be a man? And in about the same time, you know, I was getting done with college as a, and you're about to start my career as a fitness trainer and, and going down that path, I began to realize like, why, why am I training people? Because, you know, a lot of people were coming to me to be trained to, to just lose weight for you know, an event or, you know, whatever, but it seemed like there was, there was no long-term, there was no, no purpose greater than, Hey, I want to lose weight. I want to be healthy because that's what, that's what we're told to be. We're told to be healthy. But for me, it was, you know, I felt like there was something, something missing. There was something more, a, a bigger reason. And I felt if if I could figure that out and teach that to other people, then they would be more successful in in their health and their their fitness and in in life. Because you know, we just when we focus on something so small like our weight, you know, and how much we weigh or how we look, 
you know, we get very narrow minded and it's very discouraging. Yeah. But when we, when we take a step back and see the, the bigger picture of why we're here and, and, you know, really how we're supposed to live, everything, everything else in our life starts to change. And, and, you know, you can start to focus on things that are important and start to let go of things that aren't important. And for me, in, in my personal life, it was during college, I, I was drinking a lot and, and, you know, just doing, again, doing things that I wouldn't typically do as a, as a Christian. And so that was, that was a, a good time. There were, as I started getting back to, to Christ, you know, it was, it was a good time for me to start realizing, um, you know, I was on a path, path to, to nowhere good, you know, and, uh, I think God, God gave me a, a kick in the butt when, uh, one night I ended up getting an OWI and spent the night in jail. What is and, that? What is an OWI? So, uh, operated operating while intoxicated ah, okay i figured yeah. so it was drinking with some buddies ended up getting the keys honestly don't ever remember getting the keys drove got pulled over spent the night in jail and you know walking out of walking out of the jail that next morning i felt like okay you know this is kind of god's wake-up call to me saying if I continue down the path I'm going, it's, it's not going to end up pretty for me. So for sure, that was, that was a, a big start in, in turning, turning the tide for me and, and just getting back to what was important and getting back to what God wanted me to do. That's awesome. Um, I think every human we have, and I'm sure you've heard this sentence of, we all have a God shaped hole. And, and we're always trying to fill it with something else or a whole bunch of other things. Right. We all have, we all come to a point in our lives where we realize there's got to be more. There has to be more than what I see. There has to be more than what I feel, what I've experienced, all the dreams and ambitions that I thought were going to happen. They're not happening. I thought I would find fulfillment in a relationship with a, with a lady, you know, Oh, let's have some kids. Oh, then you have fulfillment for, you know, a while then, and doesn't mean you stop loving your kids, but you realize that high, you know, now becomes a great responsibility. And now this, this, the struggle of raising kids and, and we're looking for all these things. A lot of people, of course, look to alcohol, drugs, sex, all these things, money, success on the job. And none of those things in, in the history of the world, none of those things have, have ever filled that God shaped hole. Right. Only, only Jesus Christ can. And a lot of times we have to come to the end of the rope where we realize, okay, like you waking up, you know, that, that morning out of jail after getting arrested, you realize, okay, th- this is not going to end well. I, th- I need you, God. And it's usually in the mud at the end of the rope that we, we turn to God and, right. and by his grace and by his mercy, he finds us. And so you you came to a faith in Jesus Christ, um, and then when how long have you been married for now? Um, 2017, so 
about five years now, almost five years. Okay. And how, what, what were the paths that brought you and your wife together? I, I, I always enjoy hearing the stories of how God brings a man and a, and a wife together because it's finding a good thing. the Bible says, yeah, it's uh, our story is, was quick and um, random, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so before I met my, my wife, I was dating a girl and, you know, honestly, I was, at that point in my life, I was I was talking the talk, but I wasn't doing the walk as a as a Christian man. Yeah. And so with that, that caused a lot of uh, havoc in the relationship, and we ended up splitting up. And at that point, I was like, you know what, God, I'm I'm okay if you don't ever give me children, give me a wife. I'm I'm okay with that. And, you know, for, for a while I was okay with being single and, and happy mm-hmm. and just focusing on, you know, my training and, and just what it, what it meant for me to be a man. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then I, I kind of, kind of was like, okay, you know, if, if you are going to give me a wife someday, just let it be a Christian woman. Mm-hmm. and you know, I was out hanging out with some friends and we, we were at my buddy's house and they're like, Oh, Hey, look, you know, let's, let's go to the bar and let's have a couple more drinks and blah, blah. And at that point, you know, this was after my OWI. So I, I stopped drinking for the most part, you know, I would have one or two with the guys, but not really drinking heavy. So at that point I'm like, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. And they're like, no, I'm like, okay. So we ended up going to a bar and I was just sitting there talking with my buddies and I turn and here's this, this lady sitting next to me at the bar. She starts talking to me and I'm like, you know, whatever. Cause the one place I didn't want to meet, <laughs> want to meet a woman anymore. was at the it bar? Sounds, it sounds like a scene from a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you know, I want to meet a woman at church, not at a bar. Yeah. So I didn't, didn't give her too much attention. We talked and, and then as we were leaving, we ended up getting, getting information. And, uh, the next day I, I sent her a message and I'm like, you know, what do you like to do? And she's like, Oh, I like going to church. I'm like, Hmm. this is a match made in heaven. And then, and then, yeah, after that, it was, we started dating and nine months, was it nine months? Maybe not even nine months. We got married and, hmm. and it's been, uh, you know, marriage. That's I, wa- awesome. I want to say, you know, bliss, but in marriage, I understand it's not always bliss, but it's, yeah. it's been a good marriage. And I'm, I'm very grateful that, that God has brought Victoria into my life. That's awesome. You never know how God's going to answer our prayer. Like it's a, okay. You expected it to be in a church and, you know, maybe worshiping God together. And, you know, the Lord like sends an angel down and points out, this is the one for you, Nyland. Right. And and yet you're in a, in a bar having a drink, <laughs> meeting right. the gal next to you. But God, God works in mysterious ways, man. That's awesome. So part of your, uh, your ministry, surrenderstrength.com you have three kind of core values, part of your mission statement. 
And that is to say, it's strengthen yourself, encourage others, and honor God. Explain kind of for the listeners why those three are kind of your main mission when it comes to surrenderedstrength.com. Strengthen yourself, encourage others, and honor God. Why is that important? Um, I, I kind of pulled those from um, the story in, in the Gospels where the Pharisees are asking Jesus, you know, what's the greatest commandment? Mm. And, you know, love, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and then love your neighbor as yourself. So, you know, the, the main thing we want to do is love God honor God. So, you know, I, I have it listed as strengthen yourself, encourage others, honor God. But ultimately, we're, we're working in reverse. And, you know, the ne- so the next part of that is love your neighbor as yourself. Well, how do you love your neighbor if you don't know how to love yourself? Mm-hmm. So in, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, if we take care of ourselves and allow God to fill our cup and, you know, strengthen ourselves physically, mentally, spiritually, we're going to be more able to do, to do God's work, to, you know, encourage other people and, you know, be able to share our, our faith, mm-hmm. our, our minds, our bodies with others and, and, you know, just help others and love others that way. So in my mind, we have to strengthen, strengthen ourselves, you know, allow God to fill us up and just use the, the abilities that God has given us. Yeah. God, God gave us these, these bodies and minds to, you know, I was reading this morning in in Corinthians, it's the temple of our spirit. So, Mm. you know, our spirit lives within us, but we live in a physical world and, you know, we have to use our, our physical body to, uh, to worship God. And, you know, we've kind of have had a conversation on this in the yeah. past. Yeah. So we use our bodies, our minds and our spirits to encourage others, you know, whether that's pointing them to Jesus or you know, just giving them a helping hand. Mm-hmm. And by doing those two things, we are honoring God. And, you know, obviously we have to, you know, share the gospel, but there's a, there's a quote that, that has stuck with me and it's, I might not get it exactly, but it's preach constantly and use words or use your mouth um, when needed. Yeah. 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 In, in other words, let, let the life of Jesus shine through your actions. Right. The Bible talks about that the world will see our good works and glorify God when they right. see our good works. We, and, and you mentioned it earlier, a point in your life, you were talking to talk, but you weren't walking the walk. Right. And a lot of Christian men, unfortunately, label themselves as Christian. Yeah, I'm, I'm Christian. I'm a Christian. But the fruit of their life doesn't, doesn't preach that, doesn't show that. Right. And, and talk is cheap, man. And the world, they see right through that stuff. When, when we, you know, say one thing, but yet we do another, Yep. you know, the Bible, the word, the biblical word is you're a hypocrite. You're, you're being hypocritical. You're saying one thing, you're preaching one thing, and yet you're not doing it yourself. And so it, it is important as Christian men that we, we are living the, the life and, and 
and using every area like you're really passionate about, you know, our, our bodies, our, our spiritual lives, our, our, our mental lives. We want all of that to bring honors to God. And the reason why is because we're here on mission, man. God, God wants us to be witnesses of Jesus. We're not just here to be men with muscles and, and jobs and families. We're, we're here to be men on mission, to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. And, and that's my desire as well. And, and your, you know, your mission and my mission are very similar with different components. Right. And I love, I love how the Lord is, is making connections in that area where he's bringing men across my path that have the same mission with different components. Right. We, we are, man, we are living in a world, obviously, of chaos. That's not news. I mean, we, we all know the world's in chaos now. Um, a lot of men, I find, really need encouragement. Right. There, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of um, disheartened men who, who have given in, who have given up. A lot of men give up. They throw in the towel. And Christian men today, men who want to honor God, want to serve God, want to be a good husband, a faithful leader of their families, they are up against a lot of opposition from, yeah. from Satan, from the world, from the job, from their own thoughts in their own mind, which we, we can all relate with that battle, I'm sure, the, the battle of our thoughts and the lies of the enemy on the internal that internal battle that men are dealing with. And so there's not only the external outward battle, there's the inward battle and men, Christian men are dealing with a lot. And, and that is the main mission of my podcast is to be a source of encouragement. I want this conversation. I want men all across the world to hear this conversation right now and to hear what we're talking about and to be encouraged. I want God to be able to use this podcast and, and these conversations to be an encouragement because a lot of men need that. And so I love how we have that same mission in different components, man. We want to, we want to honor God. We want to be strong men of God, more, more so spiritually than physically, but physically as well, mentally, right. that we can serve, we can help. And in doing so, men will be encouraged and God will be honored. So. I love that, man. One thing also, Nyland, that you wrote on your website, and I'm going to quote you, you said, helping Christian men understand their role as husbands, fathers, brothers, and sons for our Heavenly Father has become my passion. You continue, this is not to say that I'm an expert, as I have my own weakness, which I continue to battle. And I would say, amen, brother. But I know as we grow as a group, we will strengthen and sharpen each other to become the men that God has created and called us to be. Why is helping Christian men understand their role? I love how you say that. Understand their role. God has given men a role, a job description as men, as husbands, and, and as dads. Why is helping men understand their role, their specific role, so valuable and such a passion, like you said, a passion for you? Um, the, the biggest thing is I was there once, you know, I was, I was lost and trying to figure out, you know, my purpose, my mission and, you know, how I was supposed to live as a man. And until you go into the Bible and, you know, really see that or someone, 
draws that out and, and shares that with you, you're, you don't know. And to, to just be able to share and teach other men that, you know, there is a way to live and it, it's a good way. It's against the, the world, but you know, it is a better way to live. And so, you know, the surrendered strength all comes from, from my personal journey and, and, you know, that is the desire that I had once to know what my role was and, you know, then discovering what my role was and what, what God, you know, created me to be and created me for, mm-hmm. and you know, to share that with, with other men, I, like you said, we need to, you know, just encourage other men to, to live that out. And you're right. We are as Christian men, we are under attack and, and it's going to be a lot harder for us to, to, you know, just live out the, uh, the plan that God has when we're being attacked. So we need men like you and I to, to just continue to share and encourage. And, you know, hopefully we will get other men to step out in, in faith and encourage to, to do the same. Yeah, I, I love, I agree. And I love that Bible verse in Ephesians six, where of course it talks about the armor of God and the, and the spiritual right. that we're in. But I love the one verse of that. It says, and I'll paraphrase it. When you've done all to stand, remain standing. And, right. and I think that is a crucial key component to, to being a man, a Christian man nowadays you you are going to experience pain you are going to experience failure and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on you are going to experience letdown regret shame arguments with your wife you know disunity within you know your kids you know arguments all all these things you will experience them but but you got to keep standing you you can't you can't give in you can't retreat you can't turn around there Quitting is no option for right. a Christian man. You you must remain standing. You must keep going forward. You, it's not okay. And a lot of Christian men, they throw in the towel, man. And, yep. and in doing that, they dishonor God. They discredit God's name. They, they hurt their families. Families are broken. Kids and families are divided. And, and relationships are ruined. And pain and all of that is is the outcome from men throwing in the towel. And if the enemy can take out the man, and I've said this before, then he can take out the family. He can take absolutely ruin the marriage. And so it's important as, as men and leaders of our families that we are on guard. And every morning that you and I wake up, man, we are at war. And so we got to be on guard. And, and when you fail, when you fall, you just get back up. And, and when you've done all the stand, keep standing. And I love how you are passionate about encouraging men to find their role, to fulfill their role. You, you see on, on TV, like sitcoms or whatever, movies, Hollywood has really pro- port, uh, portrayed men to be kind of these weak, uh, dumb, you know, yep. out of sorts kind of characters. 
and and in doing so you know the the audience get laughs because it's funny i i think of one show off the top of my head everyone loves raymond it was an old sitcom or oh yeah raymond barone right this this kind of dopey you know hilarious you know family man i'll give him that he was a family man but they just made him look kind of like like dumb like he didn't know what he was doing with his kids didn't know what he was doing with his marriage and and all that stuff yep and I think we can all relate to that at, at one point, but that's not that's not how we want to represent men. And that's not the men that God wants us to be. Yeah, we're not going to be perfect. And even like you said there in what I just read, that you haven't arrived. You 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 have weakness. I have weakness. The listeners, you have weakness. And we all know what those weaknesses are, but but we don't have to give in to those. We don't have to right. let those define us. We want to let the Lord and his word define who we are and in the roles that we have, because those roles, gentlemen, listen to this, those roles that you have as a husband and as a dad, those roles are not just made up by you. Those roles are not just made up by government. Those roles are God given. God has given you that role. And so if you're feeling, man, I can't do it. I can't live up to the role that I'm called to be. I've failed too many times. I've missed the mark too many times. Those are lies. You need to brush those things off and say, God, I want by your grace, by your strength, Lord, I want to stand up in that role that you have called me to be. And so I'm encouraged, man, to hear that that's your passion. And I want the listeners to really connect with with Nyland. And we're going to talk at the end where they can connect with you more because because Nylon, you're you're a man who's sincere. You're I love your simplicity, but there's strength in your simplicity, man, and and there's confidence in your simplicity, and and there's there's value there. So men can get a lot from that, and and encouragement from a man like you to to keep standing in, in that role. So I love that aspect about your ministry. Uh, there's actually a Bible verse. We talked about this a bit. But there's a Bible verse that I really like in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. And it says, physical training or exercise is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Now, we, we agree that, that we know our bodies, what, no matter how in, you know, fit you get them, you, know, you get big muscles, you get fit, you get in shape. Those are, those are high qualities. Those are commendable things. Those are important things. Keeping yourself, like you said, the, the temple of the Holy Spirit, we want to keep that strong and healthy. But one day it's going to die. One right. day it's not, our bodies will not go into eternity, but we know that our soul, our spirit is eternal. And, and in a million years from now, we are going to be somewhere in eternity. And so I love how that Bible verse, it, it says, you know, exercise you know, profits a little, another version says it. Physical training is good, but it's not as good as as godliness, pursuing godliness. And you actually had a post, you said physical strength is great, but without a spiritual and moral foundation, how are you going to use that strength? I want I want you to talk a little bit about that. You know, this whole idea, large having large muscles, exercise programs, diets you know, trophies of the marathon that you ran, you know, I got 0% body fat, none of these things are going to enter into eternity, right? They're all very, very temporal. So talk about 
about that. I know that you agree with that as well. Yes. And I actually was reading, like I said, I read in Corinthians this morning and um, Paul talks about, you know, how our bodies are not our own mm -hmm. and, you know, we have been given this body. Yeah. So in, in my mind and in, in what I believe is that, you know, if we've been given the body, we've been given it to honor and glorify God. Yeah. So if we, or when we take care of it and, you know, I'm not saying we have to be big bodybuilders or anything like that, but when we, you know, move our body in a way that God created us to move, when we eat foods that God created us to eat, you know, we are honoring and glorifying him just by doing that because we're, we're using, using our bodies in a way that is, is beneficial and in a way that he created us to, to be used. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I always think of the example of, of the toy maker. You know, he doesn't make a toy to have it sit on the shelf and just be looked at. Mm -hmm. You know, the joy of the toy maker is when the child is playing with the toy and using the toy as it was intended to be used. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important for us to you know, physically, mentally and spiritually use our bodies, our minds, our spirits to honor God. And to do that, we have to, you know, take care of what we've been given, mm -hmm. whether it's our, you know, our body and mind and our spirit. I agree. And, and I love what you said there on that post. You're like, physical, physical strength is great. Being strong physically is great. But, but what, how, what's the purpose of that with no spiritual moral foundation? Because there's right. a lot of men out there who maybe they're into bodybuilding and they're strong and they're achieving a lot of success physically because of their physical strength, but they're morally corrupt. They're, they're evil, they're wicked, they're perverse. And so right. ultimately at the end of the day, and even more, more on a serious note, at the end of your life, what's it going to matter how physically fit you were? Our, our physical bodies can't save us. Je Jesus comes and changes us and gives us a new heart a new spirit we become new cre creations in Christ and so so although physical training is a value high value it's not as high of a value as walking close to Jesus loving God loving your neighbor fulfilling you know the the great commission we want to witness we want to make disciples we want to know God we want to read his word and get to know the heart of God I love how the Bible talks about how David, he was a man's man. Like he was a warrior. He was, he was a king. He was the greatest king, you know, of, of Israel's time. He was a man's man. And of course, he had a lot of failures. But, but the Bible says that David, a man's man, was a man after God's own heart. There is no higher place to be. There's no higher calling than for a man's man to, to get low in humility before God. And the Bible talks of that, that, that God hates pride. And a lot of times, I'm sure you'll agree with this, men who are so focused, their body, their, their physical training and their body has become their God. And, and they stand in the mirror and they say, look at what I've achieved. And they flex, you know, and they throw their buys up and, and, and their body and their, their physical body has become their God. And, and the root of that is pride. 
look at what I have achieved. Look at what I got, you know, you you suckers over there on, you know, you know, on the treadmill, look at me and my muscles. And a lot of that can be stemmed from pride. And the Bible teaches that, that God hates pride, but he loves humility. And so, so if you want to be quote, a real man's man, it's not primarily muscles. It is primarily humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God so that in due time, he will exalt you. The Bible says he, right. he exalts the humble. And that's what, and so it's a, God is interested in the heart. The, uh, you know, the Bible talks about this in, in the book of Samuel, where, where God, man looks on the outward appearance, right? When, when you, when you see people, you see the outward shell, man, yep. that guy, that guy's strong. That guy's, you know, good looking, that guy's successful, whatever. Look at what that guy looks like, how, what he has. You see the outward appearance, but God doesn't see that. God looks on the heart. And right. that's why I love that about David, that he had a heart for God. He was a man after God's own heart. And so, gentlemen, I would encourage you to physically train, exercise, work out hard, lift those weights, go for that jog, work, you know, take care of the body that, as Nylon reminded us, the body that God gave to us. But do not make that a, more of a priority over your personal relationship with God. That is absolutely crucial. And I know, I know that Nyland agrees with that. So I just want to move on here. Uh, of course, we, uh, we already know we agree being strong in our faith in Christ is more important than our physical strength. Um, if we're not physically healthy, then we cannot simply be used to our full potential. We know that. If you're, if you're sick, if you can't even bend over, you know, to pick, to put your shoes on, you know, what, what good can you be? And so again, just like what we talked about, having that physical exercise is important. And I noticed, did you just drink water there? Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, look at me, I'm drinking my coffee. You can see on the video, I love coffee. Hey, I, one, of, one of my goals is I got to drink more water, man. I, I always enjoy a good cup of coffee in the morning. The last couple of days have been dealing with a sore throat. So I've got some, just some water and tea, but it usually it's it's always a cup of coffee yeah man okay i like you i like you even more now (laughs) so just want to talk a bit more here with you nylon um there was a reel on your instagram that i saw and i'm actually going to play this reel and you talked about failure and i don't know how loud the audio will come through we'll we'll see how this works but your description for the video excuse me was what is on your heart what is the thing that you've been wanting to do and then you ended it with two words do it and i just want to play that video if i can find this up here i have your instagram loaded up here and we'll see how this turns out but i want the listeners to hear this and then i want us to talk a little bit about this here i have a friend his name is fail we hang out a lot and as harsh as he can be from time to time, every time we meet, every time I meet fail, I always walk away a little bit more knowledgeable. Don't be afraid to fail, man. Be afraid not to try. Good luck. Come on. Oh, oh, let's not play it again. That is awesome. Where are you now that I'm going to pull that video back up here? Can you see me still? Yeah. I love that. We'll see how that comes through on audio. Did you hear it okay on your end? 
I, I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you, I want you to talk about that because you said I have a friend named fail. And I love how you said that, man, <laughs> you're just sitting there in your car making this video. You're like, yo, I got a friend and his name is fail. And when I heard that, I was like, I'm intrigued. I want to watch this 30 second video. I love that. <clears throat> and I love how you're like, yes, I got a friend. His name's fail. And we hang out a lot. And this whole idea of, of men, listeners, you are, you are going to fail. You will not get everything right. Failure is a part of life. Failure is a part of the process that we are on as, as Christian men. So talk more about that, man. Um, I mean, I, I personally like to try and do a lot of things myself. Um, so with, with, you sound like a man, you sound like a man. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think I take it a a step further. Um, This past week or last two weeks, I've had some some extra time. So I've made some uh, venison jerky, which I've been wanting to do for a while. And I also tanned my first hide. So I took the the hide of the deer that I shot with my bow Mm -hmm. last year and I actually tanned it. It's not quite finished yet, but you know, it's something I've never done, but I've always wanted to do. Um, but yeah, with, with anything, you know, in my life, I've always, I've always, uh, experienced failure. And, you know, I remember when, uh, I think it was, I think it was ninth grade, um, just wrestling and, and losing, you know, I've, didn't have much experience and so I didn't do very well and I remember the coaches showing me the video and it's kind of at that point I'm like you know I've I've won matches and they've never showed me the video we talked about it but we never showed me the video I'm like you know I can learn a lot more when I fail when I lose yeah not that I want to fail not that I want to lose but it's there's there's nothing wrong with failing and losing as long as we are, are learning. Yes. So, you know, we, we just have to understand that, you know, failing, failing isn't bad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not good. It's, it's not necessarily enjoyable. Right. But we, don't, if you, we don't strive to fail. We, we strive to yeah. succeed, but it will right. come. Right. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's me trying to remodel a bathroom or Tana hide or whatever, or, or just hunting in general, because hunting is a, is a failing man's game. Hmm. Cause most, most times you come you back are, empty handed. Yeah. Your wife, yeah. your wife's at the door. You watch, you know, watching you come back from the, from the hunt and does he have a deer on his back? No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. Honey, I failed. <laughs> sorry. <Yeah. God. laughs> to, to, to uh, that note, uh, my, I don't know if it was my mom or my dad asked my, my youngest or my boys, Oh, is, is your dad going to get a deer? No, they just straight <laughs> up said, no, he's not getting one. Oh, yikes. And they were right. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just the, uh, the idea of, of failing and learning and, and, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you want to do, you can expect to fail. You know, you might not fail completely, but you're going to, probably fail a little bit or you know somewhere along the way well like and, you said that's part of the learning process you you can't right. you can't appreciate success 
you you can't even understand what real success is or real achieve achievement is without the failures i i don't this just popped into my head but the the guy i think that made the light bulb what was it was that edison thomas edison did he invent the light bulb but he he made some sort of statement like it took him like a i'll say a thousand or a hundred or whatever it was it's it didn't take me a thousand times to make the light bulb it was a do you, do you know the quote? A, a thousand ways not to make the light bulb or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, so in other words, I had to experience the how not to's in order to finally come to realize how to. Right. You know, and I love, because you end that video, you, you said, gentlemen, don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid not to try. Right. And it's so it's so true, man. God, God, a lot of times, he'll bring us to a place in our lives as Christian men where he wants us to to step out in faith to to do something because we all have a calling from God we all have there's a plan on on your life there's a plan of God on my life and <clears throat> excuse me my desire is to to do God's will that that's the one thing that burns the greatest within me right however it looks wherever it is whatever's involved God I want to do your will I don't want to just do my will because my right. will will crash down. And so God will bring us to certain places in our lives where he's like, okay, this is what I've called you to do. Now step out in faith and trust me. And that's aligns exactly with what you're talking about. We, we should be afraid not to try those things. So if you feel gentlemen, God calling you to do something, then, then start taking those steps forward in to starting to fulfill that call. Right. Because You'll never, you'll never know how to make the light bulb until you know how not to make the light bulb. Right. You know, I, a year and a half ago, I felt this calling to start a, a, a podcast to hopefully encourage Christian men. I didn't have a clue of what I was doing. And so I started with what I had. I had a cell phone. I had an old laptop. And, and I, of course, I'm still learning the process. I'm only a year and a half in. But, but I started. And, right. and, and I think that when we, when we do that, God is pleased and, and he, and, and don't start, once you start, don't look for the results. Okay. Where's the results? Where's, where's the increase? God'll, God'll bring that his way and and his time. But, but you can't allow fear of failing. God, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, I'm not strong enough. I'm not able enough. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money and all the excuses. And God's sitting there with his arms crossed listening to you list all the excuses of why you can't do what he's called you to do. And all he's waiting for is for you to take that first step. And so, and and I love your illustration of you in wrestling class. I was going to actually ask you about that, how your coach, the coaches from their perspective and from the, the, the perspective of the video saw the things that you were doing wrong or possibly failing in. And you were unaware of it until you actually saw the video. Right. And so when you get other people's, and that's why I love accountability, accountability with men, brotherhood of, of other men. A lot of times we can be blinded by certain things, but other brothers who love us and have our best interests in mind, from their perspective, they can see, bro, like, I, I think you can, you know, shape up in this area. Or I think that God wants you to do this. And, and that's all part of the process of stepping out and not 
not being afraid of failing. But Lord, I'm going to step out. I got my brotherhood. I got, I got my family. Why, why should I be afraid to fail? And wow. you know, uh, uh, to throw another quote at you, you probably heard this one too, but Wayne Gretzky, the, the, the great one, he says, yeah. you miss 100% of the shots you never take. And so, Absolutely. you know, so gentlemen, whatever you feel the Lord leading you to do, do it. Uh, again, not to talk about my podcast at all, but I'm a year and a half in. And, and I, I, like I said, it's still a learning process for me. Um, it still a, can be a real frustration for me, figuring things out and wanting to see this happen and all that. But, but God knows what he's doing with, with me. God knows what he's doing with Nylon, with your family, with surrenderstrength.com. And gentlemen, God knows what he's doing with you. So keep moving forward. Certainly don't retreat and watch the Lord while you fail, while you stumble along the way, watch God do what only God can do. Amen. Amen. So sometimes men, they can stop trying to be a good husband, a good dad, a good leader, because they feel like they have failed and stumbled too many times. And in, in this, they feel a lot of uh, shame, uh, condemnation. They feel like they have failed in their marriage. They failed in being a good dad, you know, with their kids. And, and in doing that, they, they stop right. being, being that leader and, and, and fulfilling that role. Like we talked about earlier, they, they just stop doing it. They give in to that, that shame and like that failure that we just talked about. But the Bible says in Psalm 37, 23 and 24, I want to read this. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down because the Lord upholds him with his hand. So though you fall, gentlemen, though you fall, though you fail, the Lord is holding you by his hand. And so you need to be encouraged with that, that as you move forward, knowing that failure will come, knowing that you will fall, God's got you. God's got you. And we can all absolutely relate with that. And I hope that encourages you. So I want to switch gears a little bit with you, Nylon. Uh, we know as Christian men moving forward, uh, much like right now, again, I'm freezing cold still, man. It's winter. It's very clearly winter time. And I'm ready for spring. And when spring comes, I know the sun's going to start to stay a little bit longer. The temperature is going to warm up. You know, the snow is going to melt and, and then we'll eventually be into summertime. You know, I, I actually interviewed uh, a friend of mine uh, a few weeks back. His name is Guy Sigley and he's from Australia. And right now their daytime high is 35 degrees Celsius, which I think is like 90, 94 degrees Fahrenheit. And so, but, so I can't wait for that, but that's, that yeah. season will come. And so just like natural seasons of weather change, we know that life, you know, as, as Christian men following Christ, we know that that's made up of a variety of seasons as well. And one of the seasons uh, that can be a very difficult season, and you've talked about this, you relate with this, are those, quote, wilderness seasons. We, we love the seasons where there's fruit. You know, there's the trees and there's lots of fruit and you're just plucking fruit off and eating fruit and everything's going really well. There's, there's life. There's joy there's there's you know pr uh, progress and success and all these good things in those those fruitful seasons but then we know that the the dry barren empty discouraging 
you know, tired, heavy, all those, those things come in the season of what we call the wilderness season. And there was another video that you, you posted about the wilderness. And I love what you said. And I'm just going to quote what you, you said on that video. You said, if you want the promised land, if you want the results, if you want the success, and everybody would be like, yeah, amen, brother. <laughs> I want the promised land. I want success. I want results. You know, is there, is there just a pill? Can I just take a pill and, and get muscles? You know, can I, can I just do this real quickly and, and then I have it? You know, throw it in the microwave and then you have it? It, it. The purposes of God aren't like that. And so you're like, if you want the promised land, if you want the results, if you want success, you must go through the wilderness, the rough wilderness. God is willing to give you the promised land if you are willing to go with him through the wilderness. And when I read that, man, I immediately was like, I, <clears throat> I relate with that. I, I know those wilderness seasons. Maybe you who are listening, maybe right now you're like, yo, I'm in a dry, barren wasteland of a season right now. I don't see any life. I don't see any hope. I don't see anything good coming my way. But I want to encourage you and, and I want Nyland to be able to encourage you today on this podcast that when you are in those wilderness times, God is doing, I believe, the greatest work in, in you. Um, I'm not sure if you are familiar with John Bevere, but John Bevere is an author, uh, a Christian uh, preacher. Um, he travels the world. You can look him up, John Bevere. I really like his ministry. But John def defines the wilderness seasons as this, a time in our life where God is preparing us for a promise that he's given to us. It is a time where the presence of God seems nowhere to be found and that his promises are not for us. In fact, you feel like you're going backwards from where the promises and the purposes of God are. And when, when he defined the wilderness like that, I, I agree. It's those times where it's like, God, where are you? I don't see or feel you anywhere. And it actually feels like you're, you're moving further away from what you feel God calls you to do. So I want you to talk about this, man, because obviously you agree that seasons of wilderness come. And, and I agree with what John defined it as. It's the time where God is preparing us as, as men for what he has in store for his purpose for us. So talk more about your perspective of the wilderness season. You know, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, my perspective comes from, from strength training. So, you know, when it comes to physical training, the wilderness is, is the workout. And, you know, it's not just one workout. It's, you know, maybe 12 weeks of workout as you're going through a different program. And, you know, if you want to get to the, the end, the, the results at the end or the promised land, the, you know, whatever, whatever your goal is, yeah, it's, it's not going to be easy in the middle and you're going to do things that they're going to suck. Yeah. To put it, to put it plainly, they're going to suck. And, you know, there's going to be times where you feel like exactly like you said, you're going backwards and you know, you're not seeing uh, progress or, you know, it just seems like you're, you're stuck and 
you know, whether that's your, your physical training or your spiritual life or just life in general, you know, that's exactly, this is just the way it is. And, you know, it's, it's part of the process that God has, has put in place. And, you know, the, the whole wilderness scene or idea comes from when, when Moses was taking, taking the Israelites through the wilderness. And I, you know, I've been reading uh, through numbers and, you know, seeing, seeing a lot of times where, where the people like, Oh, we need this, we need this. And God gives them that. And then they're happy for a little bit. And then they, you know, start to turn on God again. And, and, you know, when we're in the wilderness, that's when we need to just trust God and allow God to, to lead us. And, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult. Um, you know, whatever, whatever your, your wilderness is, whether it's a workout, whether it's a, a transition in job or, you know, or, you know, whatever that may be as, as men, we just need to, you know, grab onto, grab onto God. And, and like you said, God, God has you, yeah. you know, whether you're in, in the wilderness or, you know, stepping out into the promised land mm-hmm. and, you know, God has you. And on another thing to go with that, once you reach the promised land or, you know, our idea of the promised land in this yeah. life. Yeah. And every, every man listening, their promised land is different. It's defined right. as different. Yeah. Yeah. But once you reach that promised land, you can expect another wilderness, you know, <laughs> yeah. there, it's just going to be until we get to, to heaven, mm-hmm. you know, this is life is, is full of wildernesses. Like, no, I'm, I'm freezing cold. It's winter. And once spring, summer comes, there's going to be another winter. Yep. Exactly. Around, man. I agree. Exactly. So, you know, whatever, you know, you think, you think you've reached a point where, you know, you know, God got me through here and, and, you know, maybe you're, you're at the top of the mountain. You've seen the the beautiful um, sunset, sunrise, the view, but you're going to have to go back down the mountain at some point especially if you're trying to get to the next beat. So, Absolutely. you know, again, whatever, whatever it is, whether it's you know, your physical training, your spiritual life, life in general, if you expect the wilderness to come, it's not going to be as, as a uh, shocking once you're in it. Yeah. And, you know, as long as we're trusting God that, you know, at the end of the day, we're good, then, uh, there's, there's really nothing to worry about. And one, one thing that I always like to do, and, and especially in the past, you know, I had an old, old, uh, beat up Grand Prix vehicle and, you know, I would see people driving down the herd as I was driving down the road, see people broken down or, you know, a car on the side of the road. And in my mind, I'm like, someday that's going to be, me. you know, someday I'm going to be the person broken down on the side of the road. And just to kind of mentally prepare myself for the wilderness ahead, because, mm. you know, at some point we're all going to be broken down. We're going to be beaten. This world is, is going to beat us. doesn't mean it's going to break us, yeah. but it's going to beat us. And we have to you know, mentally prepare ourselves, spiritually prepare ourselves and physically prepare ourselves for, for those times. And, you know, by doing that, the wilderness isn't isn't bad at all. 
and especially I, when we're walking with God. Yeah, I love I love how you said that, Nylan. I think it's wise for us as Christian men, even in this moment, to to stop and realize and to even even accept the fact that that hard times will come. Right. Pressure will be felt. Stress will be a thing that we have to deal with. Problems, trials, tribulations. Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good yeah. cheer because I've overcome the world. And before that, he said, in me, you have peace, but in the world, you'll have trouble. And I wonder how many men possibly even listening right now have intentionally pushed aside the truth of that, that wilderness <clears throat> seasons will come. Trouble's going to come. We can't be like the ostrich in, the, in you know, sticking his head in the sand, no. you know, or like that, the, the, the picture of the, the kid putting the blanket over his head and, oh, okay, now I'm safe. You know, all the monsters yeah. around me can't get me now or, or the ostrich in, in the sand. You know, there's no problems in the world. Everything's fine. We, we don't want to have that perspective. We want to, to say, Lord, we know that, that wilderness seasons will come. And we believe, we choose to believe that in those times of wilderness, in those times of dryness, where it seems like you are nowhere to be found, God, I choose to believe that that is the time you are doing the greatest work in me. You're strengthening my faith. You're growing me as a man of God, and you are preparing me for what is coming down the road. Right. And, and so I like how you worded that. And when you talked about the book of Numbers there with Israel, God's people going through the wilderness, it's interesting to me when they first got through the Red Sea, you would think after they saw the miracle of a sea opening up, like, okay, God, you can do anything. And then it's so funny how, how human nature, sinful fallen flesh, rears its ugly head right after that miracle like like you said you know where's where's the water where's the bread where's meat and all these things that we want it's like don't you believe god can provide that for you because he just opened up an ocean did you miss that part right right and, and i love it's funny to me what they're saying they're like it, it you know they wanted to go back it would have been better for us back in egypt because they gave us onions and leeks and food to eat and all that and here now we're in the wilderness we're going to die and right. there's a bible verse i think it's in the because that story is throughout you know deuteronomy numbers it, it's it's yeah. in different passages where it talks about um israel's journey through the wilderness the one thing i think it's in the book of numbers where it says that god tested them in the wilderness to see what was in their heart that's what the bible says <clears throat> the purpose of the wilderness and the testing for God's people was to see what was really in their heart. And sometimes God will come and he will intentionally bring us into seasons of wilderness, into seasons of trials for the purpose of revealing what is in our heart. And, and that is the time where what's revealed can then be dealt with and taken care of. But right. God will bring us to places of testing because going back to what we talked about earlier, he's not interested in our outward appearance. He's interested in our heart and he will use the wilderness to reveal and to see what is really truly in our hearts. And so we need to accept that and understand that and, and allow God to do that process that he wants to do 
in those wilderness seasons, believing right. and knowing that, man, that promised land, you know, I'm air quoting that promised land, that purpose, that dream, that desire, that promise, whatever it was that God gave to us, we will see it happen. We will see that happen. And it's funny to me. We can all relate with this. I know it. When you're in these wilderness seasons that we're talking about, we can always say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, Lord, I, I've had enough. I'm ready for what you've called me to. As if we're God, as if we know when we're ready. Right. And, and I love how the Bible talks about this, you know, going to the book of Job. It talks about, of course, Job went through a lot of suffering, a lot of trials. Uh, but it talks about how when I come through this, I will be as pure gold. And, and there's this refining process that God takes Christian men on. Right now, Nylon, right now, Matt Noel, right now, you who's listening, God will bring you into times where he has to refine us. And it's like, the, it's like gold. And the way that they purify and refine gold, gold, when, it, when it's first discovered, is actually quite ugly. It's dirty. It's not shiny and glistening you know, in, in the form of a ring or a necklace. It's dirty. It's filthy. There's a lot of impurities in that, that gold. But, right. but the man will take that gold and stick it in the hot fire. And the heat of that fire begins to purify that gold by bringing up the, the impurities from that gold. And then they're able to clean it and get all those impurities off and refine it again and clean it and refine it and in the fire, out the fire, in the fire, out the fire. And everybody said, yeah, amen. I know what that feels like. But when that process is done, when the process of refining is done and it will, it will be done, gentlemen, it will end. Maybe right now you are feeling like, man, that is me. I am in the fire. I'm trusting God. I'm honoring God. I'm serving God. My, my eyes are upon the Lord, but I'm in the fire. When the process ends, and it will end, that gold is taken out of the fire, and it's pure. It's pure. And that is the process that God has each one of us on. Because he wants us to be more like Christ, more like him, representing him in the roles of the men that God has called us to be. And the only way that he can really bring us to that place, to that promised land, to that pure gold state is by through the wilderness, through the wilderness and through the fire. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> like you said earlier, man, it sucks. It's not fun, but this is the process. This is the journey. And so I, I glad, I'm glad that, that we agree that wilderness times come. And I love yeah. how you, you brought the example of, you know, of working out, you know, working out, going through that motion is not fun. But if you want to see the results, man, you got to stay to it. So I want to uh, just as we close here shortly, I want to give you an uh, opportunity, Nyland, to let the listeners know where they can connect with you a uh, little bit more about your your uh, ministry, your website. And uh, but before you give that information of where they can find more about you, uh, just give Give one more good sentence or two of encouragement for the men. Uh, again, that is what I desire here. I, I want men to be encouraged by what they are hearing. So, so just however you feel you want to end this conversation, I want you to have the last word and then go right into telling the, the men where they can find out more about you. That's a tough task there. But uh, men, 
It's all on I, you right now, man. It's all on you. Take us I home, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate that. Man, I I will uh, echo what Matt has been saying that we just need to be encouraged and and uh remember that that God is is with us, with you. And you know, there's there's a thing on your heart that that God is calling you to do, and we need to do it. By doing it, we are honoring God. Even if it doesn't look like we are succeeding or successful in in the eyes of this world, you know, as long as we are pursuing God and doing what God is calling us to do, we are successful in God's eyes, and God will will honor and glorify you as you honor and glorify Him. Um, to that, men, you can find me at surrenderedstrength.com. Um, I have coaching available for any men that is, is learning to or wanting to learn how to honor God in his, his daily life. And you can also find me on Instagram, surrender.strength. Those are the, the main two, two places. Also, before I forget, Surrendered Strength Radio on Spotify. Yes, yes. This will be, be on there as well and uh, many, many others to come. Yeah, I've listened to. I think I've gotten through all your uh, your podcasts there this week. I was listening to a lot of them on on Spotify. Are you only is your podcast only on Spotify currently? Uh, I think so. I'm I'm new to whole podcasting, yes. so I'm still trying to figure out how to get it on uh, the iTunes and everything. So yep. Google well, currently sure, yeah, if, Spotify. If they Google you, they can certainly find your podcast on Spotify. And uh, and again, like you said, reach out to Nylon on Instagram. He's also on YouTube. There's a YouTube channel of his. And so he's kind of all he's there's a lot of access to this man. And and there's a lot of value in you connecting with him. And so I would encourage you to uh, connect with Nyland, reach out to him, listen to his podcast, go to his website, see what he offers. Um, he is a man who loves God. And he he's truly on mission to help you as as Christian men as well. So, uh, brother, thank you for joining me on the podcast, man. That's been great. And uh, yeah, let me, um, if you want to um, send me some of the links, uh, just on, on, in, just send me a, a direct message on Instagram, send me okay. those links, uh, and I'll copy and paste them over into the show notes. Uh, so okay. I get those correctly, where the gentleman can just find you very simply. Uh, but bro, thank you for, uh, for, for joining me today. It's been great. Thank you for having me. And yeah, it's been an awesome conversation and uh, look to look forward to having more conversations. Absolutely, man. You have a great day. I got to actually go. I'm playing some uh, outdoor ice hockey now with my son. So got to go throw on the earmuffs and the the uh, the long johns. <laughs> good luck. All right, man. Well, God bless, buddy. We'll be in touch, okay? Yep, sounds good. See ya. Right, take care now. Thanks for joining me on the front line. Contact me at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Standing on the front line at gmail.com. Share this podcast with your family and friends. Look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God. <laughs>